I drink till the night comes another day and the day's just another little thing in our way. There's something about the way you beat me down that I'll never learn. You're the pint of no return. The pain in my chest, the stain on your dress, the glass in my eye. But this life is a joke and death is the punch. I Beep, beep, kids. Welcome to Mothers of Mayhem, an extreme horror podcast. I am Marion. And I'm Christina. We are two Gen X moms who really love reading super fucked up books written by incredible indie authors. And we have made it our mission to make sure that they start getting the exposure and recognition that they deserve. So before we move on, we want to talk a little bit about content warnings. If you not plan, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is not going to be for your children. And if you plan on listening to this podcast, you need to understand that we will be using the bad words and other profanities. It's, it's basically uh, unavoidable when oh, yeah. discussing these books, but it's primarily just because of who we are as people. Oh, without a doubt, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the genre of horror, horror, <coughs> the genre of horror, Christina and I primarily focus on is often referred to as transgressive, uh, subversive, extreme, or <laughs> splatterpunk. And there are other subgenres in there as well, like bizarro. Um, but the important word to focus on here is extreme. It's not for your mother or no. your children. No, you know, no. If grandma's around, grandma's going to be like, what? No. Yeah. And, and just, she's going to pray for you. Yeah, yeah, She's going to pray for you hmm. so hard and probably cry while she does yeah, it. Oh, without a doubt. Christina what? is our resident genius here, so she's going to give you a little rundown on the subgenres, tell you a little bit more about them, give you a little bit more dates. Great. So transgressive fiction is focuses on characters who are confined by societal norms. Um, some good ones are um, Story of the Eye, which Marion just read not too terribly long ago. Definitely fits that. Um, Brett Easton Ellis uh, and Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk, I apologize. And then subversive is it attempts to undermine um, dominant values and traditions of society. Um, a modest proposal. Gotta eat those babies, you know? Yeah, lots um, of satire. You get lots yes, of satire in this show. And very political. Extremely oh, yeah. political. Lots of political um, allegory. Animal Farm, 1984, Clockwork Orange. I yep. mean, those are all that very much set the tone for that genre and then splatterpunk is something that just kind of started in the 80s I say that it's not been that long but guys 80s was 40 years ago can we talk about that we'll talk about that later because I'll just get all upset but <laughs> I was gonna say can we not talk about that because we're both like 42 now we, we, we are, we are. Ooh. Uh, so it's graphic gory and there are there are no limits I mean when I, I say baby eating 
there's no limits people no we're limits. going balls to the wall kids. all the way <laughs> rubbing the balls on the wall uh, rubbing, um, cutting the balls off and then rubbing them on the wall while licking them yeah yeah like yeah okay yes. so <laughs> so some of them in that are clive barker um daniel volby aaron beauregard uh carlton mellick jack ketchum so so, yeah there's a lot yeah this is not your average mainstream horror stuff my people like the stuff being written in these books that we're going to talk about they they could they can never put this on film Mm-mm. it would be it would be considered pornography quite honestly it is ultra violent deviant it is emotionally challenging stuff mm-hmm. so when we talk about certain books you need to keep in mind that you must always do your research regarding the trigger warnings before jumping into anything that we might recommend okay yes. this is not uh we're not we're not going to have tons of time to give you the full trigger warning rundown. A lot of the content, you're just going to be able to figure this out on your own and be like, I don't think this one's for me. Um, the one thing we will also warn you about is that this is not going to be a spoiler-free environment at times. We will try to give you a heads up if we're going to potentially ruin something important for you. But again, another keyword here is try yeah <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of times that things are just gonna slip out like and they're gonna be like oh it's ruined and we're gonna be like eh, sorry about your luck so yeah yeah hey sorry sorry about your life and how we just yeah. ruined it uh, life ruiners right here yeah we are complete uh, life ruiners and it, our husbands. <laughs> it has potential to go in either direction <laughs> It does. We're either ruining your life in a good way or we're ruining your life in a bad way. I cannot speak. It's okay. Christina, you tell them how we met because my mouth is not working. It's all right. I will. I'll take over. So Marianne is on um, TikTok as the fuck did I just read, which I think is the greatest title ever. And I was a huge fangirl. Um, I did not want to approach her because, you know, like she's like, she, if you have not seen her videos, then I really feel bad for you and your family because you're missing out. Thank you. I feel um, bad for them and their families as well. You should read, you should look at the new godless one. That one I may have watched. Yeah. It. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, so we were actually, um, she had seen a couple of my reviews before on books of horror and we had an author that we had in common and he did hamster's ball which we will talk about later oh yeah and it talks about hamster butt stuff and we went crazy with the notifications for this poor man and we just went back and forth and we were like hey we're kind of funny and we jive (laughs) now no one else thinks that we're funny well no one else thinks thinks we're funny so um you're welcome thank you for coming you can thank uh, your Jesus. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Podcast one, and we're done. It's a wrap. <laughs> we did so well. Well, today, oh, something you need to be mindful of. You can also find Christina on social oh. media. She is on Facebook and Twitter. Twi- tw- I'm telling you. 
This is going to be amazing. For Christ's sake. You can find her on Facebook and Twitter. Where do they find you at, Zal? On Twitter, I'm the letter N underscore D Horbooks. And I do, I try to keep up with what's happening, who's releasing, um, publishers, stuff like that. And then on Facebook, I'm just Christina Pfeiffer. And if you look sus, I can't add you, but you know. But you can try. I'm watching. Feel the pain of rejection. Oh, I love feeling like God. I've got like 50 people waiting. I'm like, you're not getting into heaven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We will reiterate all of this again to you guys at the end. Today, since this is Mm. our first recording together, um, and we have yet to uh, grab ourselves any guests brave enough Mm. to just uh, do this off the cuff with us, we are going to give you a rundown of our favorite top 10 reads Mm. Of 2021. Now, I, I don't personally, think ready. I, I, I don't think they're ready. <laughs> because if you are new to extreme and splatterpunk horror, uh, you're about to hear a lot of stuff that you probably thought you would never uh, uh, hear with your own earballs. <laughs> and in the same sentence, like that's the thing. Like so much in one sentence. Just wait, just wait until you hear the first one. So much happening. So much happening here. Now I have to give my own personal little disclaimer here. I spent the last years of my nine years of my life as a boring mom, full-time working nurse, you know, small children. And just this summer, I started to get some of my own free time back, which just is how I got back into reading horror, extreme horror, splatterpunk, the whole TikTok thing and everything just kind of exploded for me over the last three months. So uh, a lot of the books that I'm going to talk about in my list are not necessarily 2021 releases. They are just books that I happened to read in 2021. And I think that's kind of the same for you too, right, Christina? I have a few that are 2021. Yeah. So while they are not all 21 releases, they are at least things that we had a blast with this year. Yeah. And it's not their podcast. So it's our podcast. So we can do it. Yeah. We it's want. our podcast. So. And you can go fuck yourself. Or was that too own. much? Was that too much too soon? I don't. I think because no, I feel I like that's that that... the overall vibe and they're just going to have to get used oh, to it's it. It's without our, it's definitely, we should get that tattooed. Okay. Excellent. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's know, our podcast without... and you can go fuck yourself. There you go. <laughs> And how do, ah! how do you make negative, like negative amount of people re- listening? Because that's what we're going to have. People are going to be like, no, I'm taking my listen back. I hate you. Oh yeah. Here we go. Suckers. <laughs> Christina, you want to start it off? You want to tell the people about your number 10? Oh, I hope that you're prepared for this. So this actually, I had a different one and I had to switch it because I was gifted an ARC, which is advanced reader copy of I'm going to pronounce this correct incorrectly. Cerberus, Cerberus. <gasps> oh, exploitation by Chris Miller, Mike Ennenbach, and Patrick Harrison the Third. I have been seeing this all over the Books of Horror Facebook group when... over the last week. Yes. So tell me more because I oh have God. not okay. investigated this at all yet. So top ten. Um, Chris Miller sent it to me. You're going to hear Chris Miller again on this list. Um, I'm going to give you a rundown. Okay. A rundown of a few things in the book. I'm going to say tit chains. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Um, Dick Guns. Dick Guns. Oh my God. I'm sold. Evil, evil scientists. Evil scientists, tit chain, dick guns. Mutants. Do the mutants have the dick guns? One of them has a dick rope. Acceptable. How? If people sleep on this, I'm going to go to their house and I'm going to steal their dogs. I'm going to do it because this is. I know. I know. This is how serious I am about this book. It is phenomenal. <laughs> it is. I mean, Just even one. without even without the puppy threat, the puppy the yeah. puppy theft threat. I you had me at at right. chain dick gun, dick ropes, dick dick ropes. I like. I know you I just know. checked off so many fucking boxes for me. I checked off boxes I didn't even know that I had. Oh, congratulations. I know. So this new kink unlocked. (laughs) Imagine if Grindhouse by Quentin Tarantino was actually written extremely well. It is a Grindhouse feel. And how they did it where you hear like an announcer's voice in your head. I don't know. I don't know. Number 10. (gasps) Go get this book. Well, I'm going to give you something that is like the complete opposite of that. (laughs) It's just surprising because usually this whole dynamic is reversed. Let me just tell you. Usually usually I'm the one that's like dick-nosed ass blasters. (laughs) And she's like, oh. Oh, okay. So my number 10 is The Strange Thing We Become by Eric LaRocca. This was from Off Limits Press. This was a 2021 release. This was his follow-up to the very like community polarizing. Mm -hmm. Things have gotten worse since we last met in which a woman, I'm going to give a spoiler, but in which a woman basically gives birth to a ball of tapeworms. Um, This is an outstanding, standing dreamlike collection of short stories. It really highlights the tragedy and horror of real life challenges, yeah. um, trauma, mental illness, toxic relationships. Wow. And there's this underlying current of just dread and anxiety that pulls you through the whole thing. It is out fucking standing. I cannot yeah. wait to see what he gives next because this guy is, oh, I hope we get to talk to him someday because Lord have I'm, mercy. I can't yes, even. I read, I read the um, things have gotten worse dot, dot, dot. since yeah, we things last have gotten spoke. Worse since we spoke. Um, and like I, like, I just, I don't understand how people don't, because, you know, you see some reviews and they're like, and I get it. And it's like, how do you not? freaking get it it's literally right there like I know read it, I have it. I have big theories on all of that and if we ever do get lucky enough to talk with Eric LaRocca I think I would definitely expand mm-hmm. on why I think people are so like I very black and white on this book mm-hmm. they but, really are you know that is an extensive conversation in and of itself yes. which just shows the incredible depth of yes. this guy's writing and because if it's you, a short book Oh my God, incredibly short book, but there's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And the same goes for Strange Thing We Become. So absolutely, 100% recommend it if you get a chance. Ah, 
Fantastic. Girlfriend, I want to hear about your number nine. Yeah, I was just like, what is my number nine? That's Who am I? Nuts. What day is I'm it? I'm too big of a dork. I don't fucking Just know. have to handwrite everything like a crazy person. Okay, so number nine is actually a comedy. It's um, Frank Ad- Adler. Oh, Frank Adler. Brats in Hell. One of our reigning kings of bizarro. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. It, Frank Adler. It checked my box. Number one, it's freaking hilarious. It's like... It's got demons, it's set in hell, and it's about brought verse. Like, yes, just everything, yes. It's and a barbecue it's, in hell. It is. Frank. And it's just so, like, you're not prepared for the level of hilarity. Frank, you devil hot dogs were delicious. It, <laughs> that's what's funny is the devil is trying to make his more delicious and that's like the whole that's the whole problem the devil's dog the devil's dogs were not delicious they were not they were not the devil devil (laughs) was not happy and i'm looking something up really fast because i think i get to say one of my favoriteest people oh my god give me two seconds i should have looked this up i'm a dumb dumb i should have looked this up um She's like, I'm a dangus. I know. I write every. I could edit this out and post. You could, but I won't. (laughs) Let's just let's just show how big of an idiot I am. Because I think I'm trying to figure out who did his audio book. Oh well, I think it's somebody, but I don't want to say it if it's the wrong person. So we'll we'll get we'll come back around to it. Yeah, we'll come back around. Hey, oh. you, that's my Whoa. son. Get out. Get out of here. Go find <laughs> your real mom. My number nine, again, is a oh, completely man. different oh, vibe from Christina's. Do you hear my son telling me that he hates me? Welcome to Mothers of Mayhem. <laughs> Why we're named Mothers of Number oh, nine, yeah. Abhorrent Siren by John Ooh. Baltusberger. This is from St. Rooster Books. It is an extraordinary commentary on the opi- on the, oh my God. This is a disaster. I love it. <laughs> I love it even more than the first one. This is great. This book is about, it's basically an allegory about the American opioid pandemic or epidemic, and it's disguised as brilliantly exciting, bizarro, zombie, apocalypse-ish nightmare. Lots of allusions to the abuse of healthcare workers, the effect of substance abuse on families and communities, as well as perpetuation of generational trauma. But it's also super girl gory, and it has mm. axolotls. So what more could you possibly want? Check, I mean, hello. Check, check. Yes, again, checking off all the boxes. Didn't even know I had an axolotl box. Congratulations, now you do. Boom. Done. What's your number eight? Well, before I get to number eight, I was correct. It is John Wayne Kaminale. (gasps) Who Who does Frank Edler's Brats in Hell? Yes. So we're just going to move on past that before we get a restraining order because I may have a little literary crush on him just a little bit not much christina has a thing for jwc he's just i don't know i don't know 
It's just, you know, and obviously look at this. This is, this is prime real estate. Christina, this is a podcast that people can't. They can't. Exactly. That's the best part of it. That's the best part. She's beautiful. Don't let her fool you. Beautiful. What is your number eight? (laughs) Actually, it is Come Forth and Thaw. What is this? By by Jason Robert Ducharme. This is, and I'm going to trigger warning it. Um, If you are not in a good place mentally, do not touch that book. It is um, very heavy with suicide, um, trauma, um, family trauma, um, just mental illness all over the place. It is definitely not one to read in a bad place. He, um, I actually, I am him and told him how it affected me, especially as a parent to a child with mental illness as well as myself having mental illness so it's um it's a good one but it's really hard I really appreciate books that take a cold hard look at the realities of living with mental health challenges because there are far too few of them um and actually mental health is something that comes up a lot in Mm. this particular genre of horror that we really really enjoy but it is often not used it's often used as a part of the more explicit nature Mm -hmm. of the horror so when you get something that's more reality based I I just oh I love it, but y'all, I've been a mental health professional for like 13 years, so I'm a little bit biased. Right. And I'm a little bit crazy, so I'm biased. (laughs) I think it's going to become very, very clear that I share that with you. (laughs) All right, Sweet Cheeks, number seven. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, here's my number eight. So this is a double whammy. This is Casey's Vengeance. Nice. And Killstream by Rain Havoc. The uh, Killstream was self-published. Uh, Casey's Vengeance also self-published. These are godless exclusives, primarily because Killstream has been double banned mm. from Amazon. Twice. It is not available for digital download or for paperback sale because it is just too nasty. <laughs> Now, you might be able to get a signed paperback from Rain. Yes. If you contact Rain Havoc directly through social media, um, she is very accessible. You might be able to get a signed copy. But this is the story of a man who likes to get off on snuff films. And he pays an extraordinary amount of money to participate in one of these films. Uh, But he gets a lot more than he bargained for, uh, even though he deserves all of it. This does have a scene that will forever change your emotional response to the word suck. Suck. (laughs) And then Casey's vengeance provides the backstory that allows us to understand Mm. how these badass motherfucking ladies of the kill stream Mm. corporation got started together. So this is two fantastic novellas for women who are looking for a fantastically cathartic 
reading experience. Mm. And you seriously, you just can't go wrong with Rain Havoc. She is a, Mm-mm. she is an extreme horror splatter punk star within the She's a community. national treasure. She is, she is. So if you're going to start anywhere, like Rain Havoc is a great place oh. <laughs> because she is oh, such a treat. Such she really dream. is in person. Like when you interact with her on Facebook, she's so flipping cool. Like she, Love you know, she's not too uppity. You know what I mean? She's not, she's just like the coolest person. Yeah. I really and, hope that I get to meet her in person one day. Cause I think that'd be awesome. And that's another thing that's really important for you guys to know about this whole indie author community. They are all so accessible mm-hmm. that it's just, oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It really is. And then it's kind of bad for someone like me who's like, oh, you talk to me? Okay, sucker. Now you have a stalker. (laughs) (laughs) All caps. What's your number seven? Um, My other literary crush, um, Chandler Morrison and Human Shaped Beans. I have not read this one yet. It's been in my list for ages, but (gasps) I've not read it yet. It is... The closest to perfection that I have read in a book. Goddamn, Christina. Yeah. I, you give and this I, Chandler Morrison. You're just going to hand this over to Chandler Morrison right now. We're only I, at number seven. I sent, him, I sent him a message. I was like, I love you. I didn't really say that, but like if he read between the lines, he would totally get it. Um, again, it, you can't see me, but this is, this is prime real estate people. Prime. Absolutely. It's not, it's not, it's like, the bad house no. with all the junk cars on the front. <laughs> what the neighbors like keep calling town trip about? It looks like it's been set on fire a few times. Um, <laughs> so with human-shaped fiends, it is a splatter western. But what's so great about it is he becomes very meta. So he does a chapter of the splatter western, and then he does a chapter about him so it's extremely meta and he you know he talks about how he doesn't want to let fans down after reading dead inside and how he feels like he owes it and you know you really find that authors don't owe us anything no but you know what this is a concept that I have not I've not heard of before that Mm -hmm. I've I've certainly never read anything like that. And I will tell you folks right now, even though Chandler Morrison is a pretty big name mm-hmm. in, he's actually one of the more mainstream authors yeah. within the extreme horror splatterpunk, uh, subgenres. Um, I, I have, I have some personal, I, I struggle a little bit with Chandler Morrison and his characters. So I don't always jump at the chance to read his stuff. Dead Inside is fantastic. Um, mm. But there are other books of his where I've been like, I don't know. I don't know. But this, like you said, this is a brand new concept. That's like so intriguing mm-hmm. to me. Like it just bumped this up my priority list because yeah. hello, like that's fascinating. It really is. And I hadn't read anything like that, especially because he's very self-deprecating in it. And he's very like, that is not what I would expect from Chandler Morrison. Just going to put this out there. Interesting is the persona that he puts forth. He kind of strips it down in human shaped fiends. I have to read that. And I think that's 
what really got me because you know you watch his Twitter you you know and he's very he seems very pompous very yes but this this strips it down it kind of shows you the real the real Chandler maybe I think what he wants us like he's giving us a glimpse he's pulling it back but he's not going to go you know full you know full frontal for us right (laughs) in her mind Christina's like god damn it (laughs) I know (laughs) all right ma'am what's your number oh number seven is the book that brought christina pfeiffer and marionette varia together this is a self-published book by author rj bonetti it is called hamster's ball chant with me now christina oh my god that was so lame you can do so much better why why did i sound so much more excited about the hamster butt stuff god damn it well my my froze (laughs) that was that was yeah yeah she's gonna tell you that (laughs) i am i'm gonna tell you all the lies a wild bizarro gross out fest if you love hamsters any animals in general really but hamsters in particular if you love them this book don't read it you Mm -mm. it is not for you even though at its heart it is a tale of revenge which is one of my favorite things in the whole entire universe you give me all of the revenge tales and i will be a happy happy mother there is an, inc- an incredible twist at the end of this book. Like, I can't, I can't even, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Great. But there's also a huge and, body count. Oh, my God. And, and literally hundreds of hamsters. <laughs> All hamsters were harmed I'm sorry. in the making of this. I'm sorry if I'm making you sad friends but it's true and this story made rj bonetti an instant buy author for me like i he this book is friggin wild i fucking loved it If I, if I may, it's nutso butso. It is, it is, as Christina would say, it is nutso butso. <laughs> Pun intended Wait, with literally the nutso butso. <laughs> Pun intended, people. Pun intended. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I need a moment to calm down. What's your number six? <laughs> well, number six, just, man, number six. Okay, so this book pissed me off so bad and it didn't piss me off because it had bad writing. It didn't piss me off because like the characters were terrible. It pissed me off because I got to like the end and I said motherfucker so loud because Eric Butler likes to screw with us as readers. (sighs) And that's why he's my number six. It's because I love him and I will read him. Place him on my top 10 list because he hurt me. <laughs> oh, he hurt me. And he does it every goddamn time. Every time I read something of his, he just is like, I am going to fucking slap you across the face. Like, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> it is the absolute worst. You beautiful garbage angel. <laughs> 
He really is. And he's so sweet. He's such a good, like, he, he's totally accessible. So, this one has. Go ahead. Go ahead. Goat people and dumb teenagers and. Goat people. Well, like a goat person. What? Okay. Now come out with it. Is it goat people plural or goat person singular? It's just one. It's good enough for me. Continue. (laughs) It like he gives you, he gives you hope. And then he does the opposite of what Barack Obama's campaign slogan was. Eric Butler gives you no hope. No hope. Only devastation. Damn it, Butler. So look, you have a new one coming out. I'm going to read that. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. I'm only doing this because I hate myself. (laughs) I am a huge masochist, especially with Butler. Uh, It's so funny because he's got, and he's got so many good ones, but this one. Oh my God. Yes. This one, if you, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to piggyback on here. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like interrupt, Please. but I, no. because of Christina, got mm-hmm. into Eric Butler's um, Dawn, Texas series. Oh. No, I've only had the chance to read the first two, 1969 and 1865 came out. I haven't had a chance to read that one. And now he's going to be dropping 1926. So Mm. I need to get on these. Mm. This is an amazing series. And she is right. Like he will make you think everything's going to be okay. And then he's going to be like, ha ha, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Exactly what he said. He's probably like writing it going, oh, Christina's very excited. Everything's good. He's like, stupid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything's about me. This is going to be great. <laughs> She's going to rue the day she was born. All right, ma'am, you're number six. Oh, my God. Thank you for keeping me on track because I totally I forgot you. what we were doing for a minute. This you. is <laughs> this is the captive dwarf by Sean Hawker. This book is also known by another title, which is Die You Fucking See You Next Tuesdays. And I say that because I know the C word is not a word that all women enjoy. (laughs) I personally find great fun in it. Um, And I will use it quite frequently, but I will will respect your ears today. But yes, die you fucking see you next Tuesdays. So, okay. All right. Buckle up. (laughs) I'm telling you, children, buckle in. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Les and Marjorie are like the most disgusting human beings ever, and they have fertility issues. I mean, and considering who Les and Marjorie are, like, that's not a terrible thing because these are like horrible, horrible people. But to satiate Marjorie's need for like the mommy experience, (laughs) Les hires a little person named Gary, like an adult 
little person to fill the role of their child for a weekend. But poor Gary has no idea what he has actually signed up for. And let me tell you when it is, it is not so, but so. (laughs) And again, quite literally, (laughs) it is not so, but so at times. I so i'm dealing with a malfunction keep going oh my god oh my god i my (laughs) my fidget just exploded all over my floor she's literally covered in slime right now Ah. Oh my um, God. While you clean yourself up, do you want me to no, skip? Go ahead. Wait, do you, you already did your number six, right? Yeah. I, can okay. go on to, I got this. I got All this. All right. So I'm going to bump ahead to my number five <laughs> while she removes the orc spunk from her hands <laughs> <laughs> and put it on my kid's poor Batman sheet. Jeez Louise. Go on. My number five is by Daniel J. Volpe, who is uh, one of, I think, the most outstanding writers that we have in the Mm. genre right now. Without doubt. And this book is Talia. This was self-published. Talia was originally introduced in Daniel's book, Billy Silver. But there is something incredibly special about this character. This book provides us some insight into her like brutal journey from a victim of the sex industry to an absolute goddess of vengeance. One of my all-time favorite characters. I will read anything Daniel writes that includes Talia as a primary character. Like this woman, I, I, I want to be her. (laughs) I don't think I want to have to go through what she went through. I mean, yeah, right. Like I don't want to have to like go through that level of trauma, but I also, I also respect the anger. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish I could, uh, I wish, I wish I could do some of that stuff. (laughs) Right. How are you? How are you, darling? Are you okay? Great. I'm doing spectacularly. (laughs) Me and my stupid ass. <laughs> what? Man. Tell me about your number bear five. So my number five, bear with me here, is Lewis. Ca- I gotta put this down because I have it all over my pants. Um, is Lewis Kelly and Hunger? I have not read this book. It is so in. He- it is in my. Is loaded in my Kindle, right. and I have not read it yet because I am, as Christina says. Book stressed. We are book stressed. We are book stressed. We are drowning in books. We really are. And then my stupid ass sees Amazon deals. But anyway, Hunger is about a gentleman who wants a sex slave. And so he orders one online because that's what you do is you order sex slaves online. And this sex slave is not going to put up with his shit. 
and there's a lot of death, there's a lot of fires, and there's a little bit of sacrificing going on. So it checks all my boxes. Oh my God, I am so into this. Right? You said angry sex slave, yes. fire and death. Yeah. I, yeah. And thank like, you for hello. <laughs> and I just want to caveat it with whoever is watching this and dealing with me like, you think my hair picking was bad? I just got gross stuff all over me. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is always going to go extremely well for me. You know, as mothers of children, both of us now, have two children. Um, a majority of our children are under the age of six. <laughs> so a slime explosion was inevitable. At some point, we just didn't think we were going to hit those heights in our first Mm-mm. episode. <laughs> no, no. I thought at least. <laughs> oh, my son's come back to tell me he hates me again. Well, look, this is. This is <laughs> tell me about your number. Uh, no, your number your four. Number- Oh, my number four. Okay. Yeah, so go my for it. Go for is, it. We've heard this name already. Chris Miller and Shattered Skies. Oh my gosh. This is going to be so amazing. We're professional um, podcasters. Oh my God. And that's kind of, you know, <laughs> funny enough. I feel like this is actually extremely like as mothers who read stuff like this, like this is our life. You know, this is. This is it. Welcome to it, you suckers. Welcome to to our own personal hell. I love my children, but maybe I should have gotten a goldfish. Yeah, me too. So, Chris Miller, 1035 at the United Bank. Um, First United Bank. This story is the most depressing, sad, heartbreaking story I've ever read it will take your soul out like rape it and then flush it it is so sad I I ever lose my mind I will always remember this story um always forever and always that sounds um like a really great time (laughs) (laughs) but that's what's so weird is the story is just I have never read such a depressing but beautifully written story. And that's exactly, like, talk about no hope. Sarah, can you please shut the door? But then he's got one. um, Then he's got one (laughs) called A A Thirst for Scarlet which is about vampires Oh, and the Christmas miracle, which is about a little boy who needs a transplant and his dad will do what he needs to do to get. (gasps) My brain just went in so many different places. Right. And they're all amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So Shattered Skies, Chris Miller, you are not going to be disappointed and you can actually get this from the author so i'm gonna mute myself for a second let me tell you guys about my number four which is the smalls family book three this book is called bliss 
It is by Ash Eric Moore. I love this whole goddamn series, but book number three, which features brother Adam Smalls, also known as Bliss, is just perfection. I have never laughed so hard at something so obscenely violent. It's just awful. There is a section of this book that involves baby armor that Adam applies to his body yes. using cellophane tape. But it's one of the greatest things I have ever read in my life. But there's actually a positive to that. So there is. It's so good. So freaking good. This is this a whole series, the entire Smalls family series. You started. You don't have to read them all. You can read them as standalones. But yes, do yourself a favor. Go to godless.com and download all of them because you will have. No regrets. So <laughs> you really won't. And they're like 50 cents a piece. They so are. Like, they're like literally 50 cents a piece. And they are, they are pure magic. <laughs> I don't want to say heaven, but pretty close. It depends on what your interpretation of heaven is, because I might just be fucked up enough to uh to label it that way. <laughs> right? What's your number four doll? <laughs> oh, she, oh, there we go. Oh, she's mad. She is very angry at me. Oh, my wow. number. I'm going <laughs> to sleep with both eyes open tonight. Let me tell you. Ah! My number three, Joshua McMillan's The Best of Intentions. Oh, man. This is in my, t- my physical TBR pile, and I have my sights on it. I'm hoping this week. It is perfection. Okay. Perfection. Perfection. Uh, I've been looking forward to it. I I have this thing with sad books. I don't know why, but I love sad. I want catharsis. I want to cry. I want to, you know, I want to feel everything. Make me feel because I am a cold hearted bitch. Like (laughs) make me feel. Um, and what's so interesting about this story is you know what's going to happen, but it doesn't matter because his writing and the how and the when and the, I don't know how he did it, but it's a debut. It's his debut as well. Awesome. I, I cannot wait to read this. I cannot wait to read it. Yes. Well, what's my number three, ma'am? number three is Stuck on You by Jasper Bark. And this was through Crystal Lake Publishing. It is my all-time favorite short story ever. The main character here is a man with a bad habit of cheating on his wife. And while he is having a sexual tryst in the forest with a random woman he meets the border of Mexico, they are struck by lightning mid-coitus. Yes. (laughs) And fused together. He survives. She doesn't. It's fucking amazing. And it is a great example of how the consequences of your actions can literally come back to bite you. The twist at the end of this story is an absolute fucking gem. 
Oh my God. Anything by that guy is a gem. Let me tell you. Oh, I love Jasper Barks so much. And yes, I have adopted him as my book dad because I love him to absolute death. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Oh, me too. What is your number two? The Cosmic Anomaly by (gasps) Hank Laster. I have not read this one yet. It's it, oh, again, gosh. this one dropped during 31 Days of Godless, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was part of the formal 31 lineup. So no. I, 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 I kind of skipped over it because I was so preoccupied, but uh, tell me more because I might well, need to put it in there. Oh, you definitely do. It is. I have never read a book like it. Um, it's splatter punky. It's. Um, creature feature, which is really interesting because I don't typically like creature features. Um, there's some body horror. There's um, YouTubers getting their just desserts. And I think we all know a YouTuber that we're just like, if he would disappear, I wouldn't really care. Um, hell yeah, um, especially having young children. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, sorry. That's a personal thing. I shouldn't. I've got to <laughs> therapist, not YouTube. I heard nothing. Um, but definitely. And Hank is so, he is like the sweetest. He really is. And super personable, super accessible, you know. And it's it's an amazing book. It really is. And now, it's a debut. I do not often do cosmic horror. I will read cosmic horror, but I am not a huge fan of cosmic horror. And I will just put that out there. Um, So now shout out to another horror fiction podcast um, out in the world of podcasting. Old Gods of Appalachia, very eldritch based Mm -hmm. in its storytelling. So I do love that. But is this like super, you know, is this like Lovecraftian cosmic-y stuff or is this like, what is, what's the overall vibe here? See, I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at like classifying a book. I'm like, it's got words. Like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, it's alien-esque. Okay. With Body horror. Okay. Elements. Okay. And that's it. That's all I got. Again, like, I'm just like, it's a book with words. <laughs> it was a book with words, but it was, and it was really good. And he would think I would know a little bit more since my bachelor's is in English literature, but I don't. <laughs> well, hey, uh, my number two is a book that has a lot of words just in its title. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I want you to say this twice because I love okay, it so Okay, much. okay, okay. So my so number two time. is James and the Giant Pulsating Mass of Pissing, Shitting, Screaming, Puking, Burping, Bleeding, Farting, Sweating, Ejaculating, Genetically Modified Monster Meat by Kevin Sweeney. <laughs> just, just one more time for the kids in the back. James and the Giant Pulsating Mass of Pissing, Shitting, Screaming, Puking, Burping, Bleeding, Farting, Sweating, Ejaculating, Genetically Modified Monster Meat. This is from Black Rainbows Press. This was the first book I ever read by Kevin Sweeney, and I instantly fell in love with this man. (laughs) This book 
is vagina bananas. Oh, <laughs> and it will forever so be one of my favorites. It is an absolutely obscene, absurd, vile retelling of Roald Dahl's classic James <clears throat> and the Giant Peach. The trigger warnings on this one are friggin' endless, but goddamn, I fucking love it. <laughs> right? I love it, and I love Kevin. Kevin and Marion over here. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) You guys are finding out a lot about us. Yeah, just in episode one. (laughs) Who will be placing restraining orders first? Tune in to find out. We've got three in the running so far. What is your number two? My number one. Oh, your number one. That's yeah. Right. We we're already, switched. We we yeah. reversed. Reverse, reverse. Remember that song? Reverse. I don't. But carry yeah. on. Writer <laughs> <Ryder> Kenley's <gasps> rehab. Oh, I love Writer Kenley. Writer Kenley and I. Everyone else. They are mega biffs. Oh, she's so cool. Someday I'm gonna have chick. to. Someday I'm gonna have to fight her for you. Oh, I don't fight. So no, but like you guys are like biffs, but you're we, my biff. So yeah. someday I will. Trust me, there's enough of me to go. <laughs> Trust me. Thank you, Tweaking is and McDonald's. All right, all right. Okay, I won't. I won't fight, writer. <laughs> Plus, she knows how to wrestle like Crocs. That's, so that's true. Like, that's true. She is a Croc wrestler. <laughs> so this one really got me. This is a debut as well this year. Um, this one got me because it is so heartbreaking. Um, there's like paranormal elements to it. Um, it's about a girl who has to go to rehab and some bad shit goes down. Like Bad shit and happens. Then, in every, I, we should just preface our entire podcast, every book that we talk about, <laughs> bad shit happens. Yeah. There's this person and they have to go to this place and this stuff happens and then bad shit. People die. Bad shit occurs. Yeah. People, <laughs> everyone dies. Um, this is, it's, you know, we, she and I have talked and there's some personal elements to this story as well, which, you know, I didn't get into asking her that because to me, that's not that's not my business as a reader, sure, sure, you sure. know, but you can really tell that she put her heart and her soul into this book. All right. Okay. Book number one of my top 10 of 2021 is, is. Womb by Duncan Ralston. This was yep. from Shadow Work Publishing. This I, I put this one in my number one spot because this really was the first book of this year to pull me back into my extreme mm-hmm. horror comfort zone. Like this story is about Angel and Angel is a man with um, maternal attachment issues <laughs> and he's spending time in a hotel room that has like 
great personal history for him. Mm. And while he's staying in this room, he hires an unsuspecting sex worker named Shyla to help him process some of his past traumas. I like but while together in this room, Angel is like telling Shyla all of these like weird, disturbing stories. That like I said, this was my first adventure back into the realms of subversive mm-hmm. horror. It will forever be one of my all-time favorites. It is violent, but it's also really sad. Like I, I found it to be fantastically written. I believe Duncan Ralston is an exceptional author. Oh, he deserves a, a lot more recognition Ugh. for his work. You should check out his Ghostland trilogy if you love supernatural stuff. He has a short story called bus driver man which i got for free on kindle unlimited that like fucking rocked me this guy has been out here killing it for years yep. go find his stuff download it buy it it is all 100 worth it just especially room like oh my god this fucking book i, it's crazy. Oh, I love it it's so crazy. much it is it's wild it. again buy it. this I one buy literally it. is vagina bananas oh. It, quite literally <laughs> i'm thinking of the scene and yes you are correct yes, I yes, 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 yes. can confirm can confirm so do you have any notable mentions oh, that yeah. did not oh, yeah. make it on your top 10 list that you want to like highlight yeah. real quick i actually have top five under 150 pages oh um, strange soul i know i am number five Strange Souls by Ash Eric Moore. I was going to say Eric Ashmore for some reason. I also really enjoyed that book. (laughs) So funny. So freaking good. (laughs) Horny sex demon. Can we talk? Horny sex demon. Spectacular. Everything that man writes is hilarious. Or I should say everything that that author writes because I don't know what to do. Yeah, none of us really know who Ash Eric Moore is. So, (laughs) Ash, if you want to like IM me and tell me, I'm. Yeah, we're totally I'm open. Fort Knox. And we're very, very discreet. <laughs> I'm not really. I'll tell my four-year-old and she will tell everyone. Um, number four is Pitbull by Simon McCarty. Simon oh McCarty is nutso butso, and I love him. Like he's just the coolest. And you know, Pitbull is about sex crazed dogs. It is one of so. the most disgusting books I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But it was my first by him. And I feel like it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Oh, there you go. Because I, <laughs> as I was starting out, I was writing like love letters to Simon McCarty, but they were talking about how he cursed my family. And like, my son was going to grow up and be like, you know, he was going to stab people and end up in prison. And my daughter was going to end up as a stripper named Simone McFarty. Um, yeah. that's, that's how I got my start on books of horror was reading love letters to Simon McCarty. Um, so yeah, number three is insane ideas in a decaying, decaying in a distasteful pit. Sean Hawker. Sean Hawker is also a very, like all these people are very sweet. Like I, I say that about all of them, but. Oh, it's true. It's absolutely true. So amazing. Yeah, they are. And then number two, oh, this one hit me. Uh, Unfit by RJ Vanetti. Oh my God. It was so good. 
It was, it so, was good. so good, but it really hits like it's it does. It does really difficult read. It so was if you, um, if you have lost a child, be very yes. careful. This book. Yes. Yes. Be very careful. If you have any fertility or infant loss mm-hmm. traumas in your history, that one will hit and, you hard. Yes. And then number one dun, 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 is Night Shift by Miss Lindsay Crook. Oh, Lindsay Crook. Oh my God. I love her. I do. <laughs> she is so amazing. Oh my so God. Amazing. You guys, Night Shift is fucking wild. <laughs> It will check boxes again that you do not have. And you're just Holy like, Fuck yes. absolute crap. <laughs> right. All right, oh ma'am. What's your honorable mentions? Oh my God. Well, I also had several semifinalists. I call them um, to be devoured by Sarah Tantlinger hmm. is absolutely gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Tell me about it. It is horrifying. It is the story of a woman with mental illness who um, becomes preoccupied by the idea of uh, love in its all-consuming nature. And it is just a stunning, stunning novella. Sarah Tantlinger is a Bram Stoker award-winning authoress. This book, you can find it pretty much anywhere. And it is amazing. My other one is The Slob by Aaron Beauregard because he really hit it out of the park with this book. He really just completely... Just, I, I, oh my God, you guys, trigger warnings galore. I was just, you just say need that. to be prepared. Like, if you're any of these next three books that I am mm. going to tell you about, like, you need to understand that you better be ready. <laughs> you better what? be ready. Um, my other one is Gob and Knob by Simon McHardy, who is the king, the absolute king of extreme splatterpunk this beautiful bastard oh my god gob and knob uh gob is a giant 400 (laughs) uh, 400 pound ugly man with a parasitic twin who just happens to be a 16 foot dick so um yeah this book is um beautifully written and just a stunning masterpiece of literature (laughs) And then I feel like I need to give the biggest shout out to David McCluskey, Mm. who just came out last month with the book Zola. This book absolutely claims the throne as the most disgusting book Mm -hmm. I have read so far. This is the only book I have read that actually made me feel kind of sick while I was reading it. Like I literally had to put it down and just laugh, like cry laugh for like 10 minutes before I could pick it back up and get back into it. He has, he has raised the bar when it comes to gross out horror, like this book. Oh my God. Just amazing. And the, the incredible thing about David McCluskey is that he can write something as horrific as Zola. And then the very next day he sent me an advanced reading copy of a children's book. He just wrote called the seagull's tale, which my daughter is going to be reading and reviewing for him. Once I can get her, (laughs) once she finishes up with uh, the book she's reading now, (laughs) 
And when I a- was reading this horrifically disgusting, <laughs> gut churning, gross out fest, and the very next day I was like, yes, child, read this book about the funny seagulls. <laughs> Well, that's that's what's so interesting about David. And I would love to point out that I consider him to be like a Renaissance man with writing because he can write something like Zola, but then he can turn around and write something like he has a, um, a Christmas story that's written in verse and it's a comic. He has a comic, um, book that is, um, about three demons going to earth trying to find the devil the perfect gift for his death day yes yes he also has short sharp shots which is a graphic novel collection Mm -hmm. of short stories that are very like creep show uh night gallery in Mm -hmm. nature which is like huge i just i love 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 creep show night gallery like all that kind of stuff twilight zone he also has one with uh matt shot a Does he? graphic novel with Matt Shaw. Mm-hmm. Which one? It's Sick Bastards. No. Bastards. I didn't yes. know that because I totally have that. Yeah. It's, I need uh, to go back and look at that again. If you first thir- it's 32 pages. So it's like the first section. Oh my God. But it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, who told me that that existed in graphic novel was Duncan Ralston. He was like, hey, did you know this is in graphic novel form? And mm-hmm. I was like, shut the front door. I did not. Yeah. And I went and downloaded it. And that was at a time where I had not yet uh, become aware of David and mm-hmm. all of the magical things that he does. Also, I'm just going to go ahead and add this one uh, to my list of notables. But Matt Shaw. Sorry, friend. Matt Shaw is one hell of a splatterpunk extreme writer. His books, whore, porn, rotting dead fucks, and sick bastards. I oh, and he did a choose your own adventure extreme Mm -hmm. horror book this year called Roll of the Dice, which was fucking amazing. So he's definitely another person who needs to be on my my list of runner-ups. (laughs) <laughs> there is one book by him called The Call, and there is a scene in it that I have, and guys, it's really, it's really bad. Like, it, it has to do with a child. Um, I will never get that scene out of my head, ever. Oh my God, that's like the John Ethan's books, like The Groomer and Into the Wolf's Den. Like yeah. as mother, oh, I read that one. A while you know, ago. like we are not. So yeah, we come in here, we talk about all this fucked up shit. But just know that we are not completely immune and completely right. jaded to some of these things because there are authors who will write stuff that hit us pretty freaking hard, yeah. especially as mommies. Um, but I think Christina and I can also both safely it's say a, that we enjoy the yeah. emotional challenge oh, we are both at places in our lives and in our mental spaces where we can we can handle this yeah. stuff and process it appropriately and not allow it to come in and re-traumatize us so you know I feel like it is important for us to say again now that we mm-hmm. have wrapped up our lists these books are not for everyone yeah. you need to do good research before you mm. jump into any of these 
fees. We do not pay therapy bills. We are barely mm-hmm. getting by as it is. So you need to take responsibility for your own psychological well-being. <laughs> and if something feels like it's going to be too much, you need to just stop and walk away. <laughs> you can, you know, this is a great segue into um contact the authors. The authors are amazing. They want you to enjoy the story, not be traumatized to the point where you may hurt yourself or that's, that's not what they're going for. And then you can also contact Marion and I, have you guys read this? And if you have, if you know, if we have, or if it's on our list and we're like, Hey, you know what, let me read that real fast and I can get back to you. Absolutely. Um, And again, at the end of the show, we're going to refresh you with information regarding how you can contact us um, and how you can follow us on social media. We are going to take a quick break here because it is time for the ad zone, bitches. So we'll be back in a minute. Hey kids, looking for a way to affordably access the best and wildest independent extreme horror currently in existence? Godless Horrors is the place to be. Go to www.godless.com to gain access to thousands of extreme horror and splatterpunk books from the genre's best and brightest independent authors. Godless Horrors offers every title in their catalog in a variety of formats to ensure compatibility with your favorite digital reading device. Strapped for cash? No worries. Godless has a fantastic collection of free titles ready for instant download, with other titles in their collection rarely exceeding $3 to $4. Again, go to www.godless.com or download the app and tell them what the fuck you're looking for. Come join the Godless tribe today. Forever delightfully deviant. Forever Godless. So, almost last, let's talk about our 2022 most anticipated releases. Oh yeah, let's do it. I'm stoked. Let's preface this with this list will be on our Facebook group because I have over 50 books that are coming out and we just can't highlight every single one of them in one episode. Yeah, so no, we will have be highlighting here for another like 30 each. minutes. <laughs> yeah. So we did try <laughs> and Marianne's like, no, let's, 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 slow, let's make it smaller. So please come to our group. It will be up there. Authors will be able to add as we go. Um, but we're just going to highlight a few that we're pretty psyched about. So with me, I'm excited about Ruth Ann Jag and the new girl's patient that comes out in January. Um, Dave McCluskey, Glimmer, the city of fireflies and the throne of glim, a seagull's tale and the special stuff. Writer Kenley, musings of a sadist. Oh yes. Um, Me too. Me too. I can't wait. Sean Hawker's The Swine comes out in April 2022. I believe that. Eric, I think that is a McCarty collaboration as well. I believe so. I yes, believe so. Yes. I'm hoping. Got my fingers crossed. Ash Eric Moore. He's got 
one, two, three, four, five coming out. Small seven in January, a small story in February and March, Flesh and Pleasure two in January and Brute in February. And last for me is Hank Wester and the South African Vigilante Chronicles. Oh, either so January or March. That. I'm so freaking excited about that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Vengeance. Well, my list of ones that I am super stoked and excited about. Number one is going to be D.E. Grant's Cursed Legacy. So the first book in this series is Cursed Plantation. Um, it is available through godless.com. You can also order it on Amazon, but it is a mm-hmm. supernatural, paranormal-ish horror story um, revolving around the slavery of the 1860s in Southern America. And it is one hell of an amazing book. So Cursed Legacy, I am so excited. Another big one, both Christina and I are super stoked about hits on January 15th of this year or February 15th. I'm sorry. Mm hmm. It is Call Me Hoop, which is a volume one collection of fucking scumbags burn in hell with an additional, I think, what, the ninth book, 10th yes. book in the series yes. from Drew Stepik that will only be available, I believe, in this collection that, again, can yep. be purchased through Bloodbound Books and is shipping out February 15th, 2022. Daniel Volpe pre-order. just signed. Oh, yeah. Get it mm. pre-ordered now or you're going to have a hard time getting your hands on it. Daniel Volpe just signed with Death Head. So anything that comes from that collaboration is going to be bangerang. Um, Tim Friesenhan, who really, he really just came out of nowhere last month with coprophilia and if you know what that is y'all y'all know it's about the poop eating well he is coming at us again in 2022 with a book called ooze head and another book called shamalama ding dong love the name how am i how am i not supposed to be excited about that and then my girl danny brown the Mm -hmm. queen of filth March 2022 is hitting us with a splatterpunk version of Snow White that she says is one of her most disturbing and filthiest books yet. And give it let me, me just me. say, I know, I know. Give it to me now. Funnel it down my throat, mama. I cannot even. <laughs> and I think, again, both Christina and I can agree that mm-hmm. coming up this year, two authors we are super, super excited to see more from are oh. Lindsay Crook, who really has been mm-hmm. taken under the wing of Rain Havoc, who is just kind of like lifting yeah. her up and like moving her, helping her move herself forward. She already mm-hmm. has such brilliant creativity. Whatever she sends at us this year is going to be super exciting. And then yep. Nicholas P. Robinson, who both Christina and oh, I have really fallen in love with, you know, Several of his books probably could have made my lists this year, but there's just so many Mm -hmm. that are already so great. But I would not be surprised if Nick hits us with one or two that make it on my top 10 for next year, because just everything I've written from him or read from him so far has been effing amazing. Just brilliant. He's fantastic. I mean, hit after hit. Oh my God. He kills it every time. Just uh. and he is the most humble, sweet, just 
I know, I know. And you know it's what? Awesome. The last time I did a live feed on Facebook, uh, we had such <laughs> a good time that he caught a seven day ban. So if you are looking for a fun time, y'all, you need to come mm. follow me on Facebook and jump in on these yeah. live streams because Without it uh, the last one was such a fucking bop that uh, Robinson caught seven days in Facebook jail for it. <laughs> he got he got That's how cool we are, bitches. It is. It is fun for all. It is it a family is. thing. You know what? Just put it on speaker on <laughs> your big screen television and come be a part with us. Yes. Uh, Mama C, you want to tell them about what we're going to do if they have uh, the balls to come back and sit through this shit again? To, to number two. Oh man. Oh yeah. What are we going to do on so episode number two? How podcast, do we, how do we get people to actually be willing ooh. to do this again? <laughs> oh, we do have something about them. It's about us being able to talk about books. <laughs> we, we do actually have something very exciting coming up for you first we week promise. for episode we two. You want to tell them? We have Sean Hawker and Matt Clark. Yes. Which- bizarro and slatterpunk <sighs> and then with sean we're going to be talking about this is pure fucking filth we're going to be talking about the captive dwarf since you don't want to drop the c word which the c word is like my favorite word of the english language but we'll move on um neil and my dildo is a serial killer now i'm a little partial to my dildo is a serial killer because <gasps> I my name I can't really say I'm in it because like I have never had a ghost dildo so I can't really say this is about me but I can say that my name is being used you haven't had a ghost dildo yet Yet. that's a good point that's a good point never stop dreaming baby and I should never say never because no exactly and and please don't send me dildos because then i'm just gonna be like what am i supposed to you do? should definitely send her dildos all of uh, matt clark matt clark is a fantastic bizarro <laughs> definitely send her dildos matt clark is a fantastic <laughs> bizarro author um he he has a fantastic sacrilegious mm-hmm. just absolutely obscene <laughs> obscene series called the second coming uh coming spelled c-u-m-m-i-n-g so i'm sure y'all can get that uh idea um he has a new books coming out the whole world has gone to turd as well as those that remain which mm-hmm. will be hitting in early 2022 and one of my personal favorites of matt's from this past year Things were easier before you turned into a giant fucking mantis. And I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that book because it is not, it it is far deeper uh, than it would appear on its surface. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to talk to these guys. And I am so grateful that they were willing to uh, to jump in here. I know. (laughs) But I will say... um... Right. Those that remain and the world has gone to turd actually come out in December. Oh, yeah. That's right. December. Yep. See, there's too much going on and I'm starting I to lose you. track of who's you. dropping what when. This is why you need to follow Miss Christina on Twitter. You need to follow her at give us your handle again. Uh, the letter N underscore D horror books. 
So Christina from this day forward will be dropping all of the biggest and best titles headed your way. She will keep you updated on all of your extreme horror and splatterpunk news. So following her on Twitter is going to be the best place to do that and before we wrap it up for this episode we want to give a huge thank you to singer songwriter amigo the devil you cannot believe just how odd and just emotionally overwhelmed we are um, Mm -hmm. to have him supporting our podcast and giving us his blessing to use his song hungover in jonestown as our theme song i am a massive fan we are beyond honored by his willingness to associate himself with our shenanigans um also an extraordinarily large hug and an abundance of thanks Mm. to drew stepic founder of godless horrors designer of our fucking rad logo Mm -hmm. it is too long of a story for us to tell you but drew is 100 responsible for bringing christina and i together he had no fucking idea he was doing it but we love him for it whether Mm. he likes it or not he's stuck with us now oh we're like herpes i'm not going away (laughs) we're not going away friend Uh, (laughs) nope finally Thank you to our secret tribe of beta listeners who helped us mm-hmm. refine this mess. Um, we thought that our second recording here was going to be a better than our first one, but it's definitely not. Um, but this is what you get. So congratulations. But we've improved. We've improved. On um, said, yeah, we've so. improved, but our children, our children oh, have not. So dumpster fires. <laughs> our children are absolute dumpster human dumpster fires. And we love them for that. Yeah. <laughs> If you have any questions, comments, or insults you would like to share with us, you can email us at m.o.m.extremepodcast at gmail.com. Christina and I are also very accessible on social media. Again, follow her on Twitter. If you would like to get Funzo Bunzo daily new reviews of extreme and splatterpunk books, you can follow me mm. on Instagram and TikTok at TF Did I Just Read with underscores between each word. But I am also incredibly active on Facebook where yep. I get a lot of engagement from our indie authors. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in having more engagement with them as well, come follow me on Facebook. TF did I just read? And that is without underscores. Um, so yeah, that's it for this one. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time, yeah, come back for part two. Uh, we're going to talk with Sean and Matt and, uh, until next time, go raise some hell children. Make your book mommies proud. We love you. Bye. Bye. Life is a joke, and death is the punchline. Oh, life!